Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update from Morden area beekeeper Mark Friesen. Also, we'll hear from Conservative candidate John Barlow on the party's agriculture platform. And up first in today's country comment, we'll look back on the 2021 growing season in terms of insects. Provincial entomologist John Gavlosky will join us on the program. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. 2021 was a challenging year in terms of insects. I got a recap on this season from provincial entomologist John Gavlosky. Well, overall, uh, certainly there was a lot of insect concerns over this season. Um, we started with the flea beetles in canola being a major concern. A little bit of cutworm activity, although less than last year, So, uh, and less than 2019. 2019 was a really bad year. So things seem to be dropping a little bit in the cutworm cycle, unfortunately. Um, diamondback moth became an issue in some areas in canola, mainly the eastern interlake and central regions. Uh, grasshoppers throughout the season in many areas were a concern. Um, so there, there were several insects that really did become, uh, I guess, larger insect concerns. And again, the flea beetles and the grasshoppers are the two that are really remaining. What's to watch for, you know, as we head into winter? So as we head into winter, one of the things that we often advise people on is keep an eye on um, insects in your stored grain. Um, especially if we get rain during harvest so as you're taking your crops off if they're coming off a bit on the wet side you really need to watch for um, stored grain insects one thing that we recommend is if you've got aeration in the bins get that going in the cool evenings try to get the grain cooled off as quickly as you can if you can get it below about 15 degrees quickly any insects that do get in wouldn't be able to reproduce so Again, just try to get that grain cooled off quickly if you can, and uh, and get it uh, dry as well. Dry and cool, it'll preserve a lot better, and you'll have less issues with insects. That was provincial entomologist John Gavlosky. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canadian Grain Commission is still accepting submissions for its harvest sample program. Here's program manager Daryl Bezweatherick. Early on, it was... Uh really good actually you know it's been a tough year actually with uh you know the lack of moisture and the yields are definitely going to be down you know across the prairies but the quality that was coming in early was really good actually in the wheat we were you know it was number one had some really good test weights pulse crops were coming in and you know some issues with color but that's pretty normal from any year so so early on everything looked pretty well the deadline to submit a harvest sample is November 30th. And 2021 was a difficult year for weed control. Kim Brown-Livingston is the province's weed specialist. We were so very dry at the beginning. We didn't have a lot of weeds come up. And then after that, you know, we got little flushes of rain. And so some of the weeds were coming, but it was really difficult for guys to spray. Um, it, you know, there wasn't sometimes just a lot of weeds to spray and the crops were not looking great because it was so dry so you know you really need to be careful where you're spending that money um, for weed control and then we had a terrible uh, time in spray season we did not have a lot of good days for spraying we either had high winds or we had a lot of temperature extremes that was a look at today's farm news i'm Corey canute 
Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Tuesday, September 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Conservative candidate John Barlow will join us to talk about the Conservatives' agriculture platform. With the federal election underway, we wanted to take a closer look at the various parties' agricultural platforms and what they see as priorities. Glenda Lee Allen Vosser talked with Conservative candidate John Barlow. What do you see as being key issues, priorities for the ag sector going forward? Well, I think there's a few things that um, that we have really um, focused on as, as part of this election campaign. And, and it builds on some of the things that we were able to achieve uh, during this past uh, this past two years of Parliament. And I think it's, it's very unusual for uh, opposition members to have um, legislation passed through government. But uh, we had two key um, pieces of legislation pass uh, this past spring, uh, including uh, Bill uh, C206, which is exempting farm fuels from the carbon tax. Um, this is uh, critical when you see what farmers had to go through uh, when they were trying to dry grain, um, dry uh, heat barns. Uh, I've got a, one producer here in my riding who has a poultry operation and, and heating his barns. Uh, the carbon tax cost him more than $20,000 a month. And that makes our farms uh, uncompetitive. And that is, uh, you know, a cost that they cannot pass on. That's something that they have to take on themselves. So by having the Bill C-206 exempting the farm fuels from the carbon tax is, is, a, is a great uh, benefit to our farmers. But also Bill C-208, which makes uh, important changes to the, the tax code, um, allowing or making it easier for farm families to pass their operation on to the next generation. We want to ensure that there is a, a long uh, tradition of, of farm families is carried on. Um, the other issue we want to focus on, as I said, is, is international trade. Uh, we want to open new markets for livestock, grain, oilseed producers, um, some of the amazing products that uh, that we're developing and processing here in Canada. Uh, we have seen um, the failure of the Liberal government and the impact that has had on um, our access to, to mark critical markets like India, like China, uh, like uh, the European Union, where we have not been able to take advantage of, of free trade agreements in place or failed to be able to negotiate new free trade agreements. Uh, and failures within uh, the COSMA, where um, we want to remove the, the limits on Canadian exports of powdered milk to third-party countries. Uh, in no other country in the world has uh, the federal government relinquished our sovereignty and our trade agreements uh, that Canada has in the United States through COSMA, and that's completely unacceptable. Uh, so we need to uh, focus on those international trade markets, open new markets uh, to Canadian products um, to be able to expand our reach uh, around the world. And I think, uh, I believe that that is, a, is a, an important aspect of our post-pandemic recovery. If we have not learned anything through COVID, it is the importance of food sovereignty. Um, Canadians, I think, have had much greater understanding about where their food comes from as they saw you know, empty grocery store shelves uh, on uh, early on in, in COVID. And we need to ensure that uh, we are self-sustaining. Uh, we want to increase processing and manufacturing capacity here within Canada um, to be able to, to meet our needs and, and meet the needs around the world. And to do that, we need to have, um, you know, greater harmonization of farm product regulations with our trading partners, especially the United States, uh, ensure our farm safety net programs, uh, our business risk management programs are predictable bankable and manageable. Uh, those are two things that we're going to be focusing on is to have that competitive regulatory and tax regime. And when there are times, uh, difficult times that we've certainly seen uh, this year with the drought across 
Western Canada and parts of Ontario, uh, that those business risk management programs must be accessible and timely. And uh, clearly, uh, when we've seen the Liberals delay and delay on programs like agri-recovery, that's just not making sense. Um, So we really want to address some of those things uh, to ensure that uh, farm families can take advantage of those new markets, but also ensure that they have uh, dependable uh, infrastructure to meet uh, those new markets when they become available. Uh, that is access to, to, you know, to rail, highways, to terminals, to to coastline, um, to to ensure that when we do have these agreements in place, that we can access them. Um, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, agriculture is a key part of our economic recovery, and we know that they can be. Uh, we want to unleash that potential, but to unleash that potential, um, we need to be uh, ensure that they have the opportunities to do so. And other things we want to focus on is, as I said, reforming the business risk management programs, particularly agri-invest and agro-recovery, modernize the Canadian Grain Act and the Canadian Grain Commission. Um, and within the first 100 days, we will come up with a compensation package for uh, supply-managed um, operations um, as a result of uh, trade agreements that have been signed. So we've got some work to do, but I think it's clear that the Conservative uh, government, uh, Conservative government will have uh, agriculture first and foremost. That's John Barlow talking about the Conservative Party's agricultural platform. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. 4-H Manitoba's 2021-22 season starts this month with 130 clubs throughout the province. If you are age 6 to 25 and would like to join a club near you, contact the Brandon office at 204-726-6136 or visit online at 4h.mb.ca. And Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is holding an Introduction to Holistic Management Mondays beginning October 4th and running until November 8th. These online sessions will be held from 6 to 7 p.m. Registration is required. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, we get an update today from Morden area beekeeper Mark Friesen, who commented on the drought this year. I think that this is, uh, uh, it's been a tough time for a lot of, a lot of farmers everywhere. Uh, and uh, it, it's, been the same situation for beekeepers we we are are definitely in a situation where this time of year when there isn't any flowers blooming uh that really limits the bees ability to collect pollen and they need to build up their stores for the winter so in certain areas and i'm not saying that's all areas around morton we've had quite a bit of a, a dry a dry stretch and uh we're going around trying to make sure that they have supplements for the just to hold on for the winter just with the impact on on the crops as well um does that sort of sort of factor in as well uh well i think in in terms of actual uh like all of manitoba or 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 locally we do have quite a bit of uh, variability in in how crops are being uh coming in uh it seems like some areas where you you have that marginal soil and and the the crops weren't really able to hold on it's it's really devastated uh the capacity of of the plants to sustain themselves 
through that long stretch of dry weather. But in some areas, like uh, I was talking to a guy uh, where I have some bees out west, and he was saying, well, this is, this is great because, you know, this is some areas where we've always been flooded every year, and now I can take a crop off. And so in those areas, we're actually seeing some some uh, uh, some better uh, margins. In terms of uh, how much honey is, is produced, how would this year uh, compare to previous years? Uh, this this year it's been it's been pretty much on average in our area around southern like Morton area, but I I I don't want to uh, mislead you because it has been very bad for a lot of beekeepers across the province, and I don't want to give the impression that that's that's the 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 carte blanche uh, report for for our province. Right. Yeah, I guess it just just depends where where you are. Um, Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler talked a little bit about, um, you know, they were looking at some possible uh, programs or supports for for beekeepers in terms of uh, government support. Is there is there a certain, I guess, uh, program or or certain measures you'd you'd be hoping to see or? Well, yeah, agri recovery is definitely uh, a great program that they've announced. But so far, I haven't heard anything directed towards beekeepers. That's all towards cattle, cattle association stuff, which would be like, you know, feed and uh, uh, fencing in regions that'll maybe improve uh, grazing areas. But it's, it's so far, I haven't heard any, any announcements. And maybe there is some discussion, but like I said, I'm not currently sitting on the board. And uh, I hope that uh, if, if they do come up with something, that it would be something to just supplement our extra feed costs when we when we have to go around and feed extra supplement because the bees can't access those flowers that they that they might have been able to access other years. That was Morden Area Beekeeper Mark Friesen looking back on the past year. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. New cases of water hamper being discovered in Manitoba. Kim Brown Livingston is the province's weed specialist. We are finding uh, pockets of it and it is a tier one noxious weed. Uh, It must be destroyed and we can't let it go to seed. It has to be destroyed. There's just no exceptions to that. Uh, this is a, these are terrible weeds. The tier one weeds are very competitive weeds that can cause an awful lot of uh, economic loss. And especially something like a water hemp that gets into our croplands um, and, you know, really, really limits growing uh, crops like soybeans and corn and, uh, and sunflowers because a, a lot of our herbicide options are limited in those crops anyways. And farmers still have time to receive a quality report on their harvest sample. Daryl Bezweatherick with the Canadian Grain Commission talked about some of the factors that are looked at. In the harvest sample program, we do look at all all grading factors, um, and then also we do supply some analytical testing. So in wheat, we'll provide dawn and falling number, and then in pulse crops, you know, we will supply, like in canola, we'll give the chlorophyll and the protein content. So we provide some of that uh, other information that uh, producers may be interested in. The deadline to submit a harvest sample is November 30th. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing number is with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, 
We'll have details on Stats Canada's stocks reports. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.